Hallelujah. All right. So we're continuing on with the story of Noah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, before we jump into it, we have to do our, uh, our poem slash disclaimer. It's called The World of Scripture. And it says, welcome to my world, a place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last. The end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where the trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoice. Here swords are likened unto the word, or demons of bird, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place where the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes the later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place than the Yasin world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen for the Ruach HaKodesh is about to begin to Hallelujah. And of course, we like to uh, recite this poem because, you know, this is actually where we're going. We're going into the world of scripture, you know, and uh, unfortunately for those who haven't been with us from the beginning of the journey, well, many times not be able to follow us, won't have much of a clue as to what we are talking about. Nevertheless, we shall continue. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and so let me have my first reader read Genesis 7, 12 through 16, please. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after their kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female, of all flesh, as Elohim had commanded him, and Yahuwah shut him in. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, we're just going to um, take a look at uh, the same passage through the symbolism that's involved herein. You know, um, first of all, I want to point out that the word rain is Geshem, number 1653, speaks to a shower. Um, it is not that word rain that you always see. Um, you know, it is very popular as being translated as rain, but there's two words for rain in Hebrew. One is matar, and the other one is here, Geshem. You know, and one just speaks to rain and another speaks to a shower. So um, it speaks to more so like, you know, like like it's really coming down, you know what I'm saying? You know, like it's, uh, it's, it's is showering, it's, it's, it's a storm, you know, so to speak. You know, and um, I just like to bring that out because that distinction may be important somewhere. Mm. Not quite here, but <clears throat> somewhere down the line, you may run into it and you may remember that and it may be an important point, mm. you know. Um, and so that's the thing, you know, within the world of scripture. You know, these there are distinctions and they're there for a reason, whether we know it or not. Amen. You know, um, I couldn't find a reason for this particular dis 
thinking outside of, you know, hey, he wants us to be able to see that, look, this rain was coming down. It was a, it was a shower. It wasn't just, you know, uh, a, a soft pitter patter. Mm. You know, it was pouring. You know, it was pouring buckets, right? Mm. You know, so uh, so that you can get a picture of what's going on. But uh, now also it says that it was upon the earth. And this word earth is a rest, number 776. You know, uh, take heed that it is not Adama. It's a rest speaking to the world at large. Mm. Amen. Mm. You know, and it was uh, upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. And we, we uh, spoke about last week about this, this battle that was going on with the two types of waters. You know, the water that was from the, uh, the deeps and the water that was from the heavens. The water that was from the depths being broken up, you know, we spoke to bad counsel and, and, and um, falsehood and mistruths. And the water that comes from heaven, which is depicted as rain, you know, which comes from heaven from on high, which speaks to truth. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, um, had this meant nothing, it would be no reason to tell us that the depths of the deep were broken up. Mm. You understand? You could have just left it at, you know, a, and, you know, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, and, you know, everybody would have got the picture that that would have caused the oceans to overflow and it could, and it would have caused the water to accumulate and the flood could have came from just from that. You, you understand, yeah. you know, so, you know, I want you to see that these, these distinctions are here for a reason, yeah. you know, and we, we shouldn't take them lightly as we, as lightly as uh, most people do, mm. you know, now 40 nights, of course, you know, speaks to, you know, uh, ignorance. It speaks to falsehood mistruths and again you see that dichotomy you see that that um that that contrast that battle betwixt good and good and evil you know um against light and, and night you know day and night you know so i just want to point that out in verse um 13 it says in the self same day noah uh, entered noah shem ham and japheth the sons of noah and his wife and three and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark you know, now they all came came into the ark, you know, and remember the ark represents the testimony, that is um, the covenant, amen, you know, of, of Elohim. And it says in verse 14, they and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and the creeping thing and that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind, excuse me, and every bird of every sort. All right, now. I know nobody's uh, gonna gonna recognize this distinction, but it is here nevertheless. Mm. You know, um, and you know, this is you know you always gotta gotta go back to the training when we first started. Mm. You know, um, the training was all about what differences. Hallelujah. Um, yes, differences, patterns, and parallels. You know, patterns and parallels as well as distinctions, differences, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, so you're always supposed to be looking out for that. Mm -hmm. That was the whole reason of going through, you know, those 
those exercises, you know, that you can see that they exist and that you can realize that it means something. Amen. 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 You know, now, so here in, in verse 14, we see this list of, uh, of, um, of, of beasts. We, we see, we see, uh, Noah and his, and his, and his wife and his kids and their wives and, we see the beast and, and all that. You know, I want you to take note that there's eight family members, you know, that's spoken of. Eight is the number of um, that represents what? New beginnings, new birth. You know, and if this wasn't a new beginning, I don't know what was. You know, yeah. God was um, destroying everybody on, on, the, on the earth, you know, and he was starting over mm -hmm. with these folks. Yep. Yeah. You know, so this is a beautiful depiction of how the number eight represents new beginnings. Amen. Amen. You know, now also take note that there were five types of animals that were mentioned, you know, which makes all together six forms of life mm -hmm. that was on that ark. Six is, of course, the number of man, you know, represents man, it represents the works of man. Amen. You know, uh, you know, so I want you to uh, I want you to see that because you know this art was for man. Mm -hmm. You know, and the five types of animals. You know, the number five speaks to contemplation. Mm -hmm. You know, and Yah wants us to contemplate mm -hmm. these things. You know, um, you know, and it's it's very interesting because. You know um, how how scripture actually kind of stretched it to 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 make it five, if mm -hmm. you would. You know, and, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, it spoke of the fowl after his kind. When you think of fowl, what do you think of? Birds. birds. Bird, yeah. But then it speaks of every bird right. of every sort. Yeah. Okay. So can you see how you know it? Um, how scripture kind of stretched that. To make it five, yeah, you know. Now there is a difference. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. Y'all did not use these, you know, these two different things for no reason. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one file is oath number fifty-seven seventy-five. It speaks to a bird in the sense of being covered, mm -hmm. of of covered. You know, and covering <laughs> is very important throughout scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, having a covering and, and being covered. Amen. Amen. You know, but. The word that's translated here as bird is Zippor, number 68.33, and it mm. speaks to a little bird, not in the sense of being covered, but in the sense as hopping. Mm. See the difference? Mm. You know, so there is a difference. You know, so one speaks to one as being covered. So you're talking about animals with feathers, mm. you know, that, you know, that are animals that are covered. Amen. You know, and the uh and so you know, that can speak to a number of different types of fowl that are covered, you know, but don't fly, oh, okay. you know, and then you have, or, or, or that do fly. Yeah. And then the support speaks to a little bird is hopping. That can speak to the type of um, birds that don't fly. They don't fly. They just hop, mm -hmm. you know, like a chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Chicken don't fly. He just, he just hops. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, ostrich, he don't fly, you know, he hops and runs very fast, mm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, uh, he's not a little bird, but 
you know, but the essence of it is as hopping, you know, and the essence of oath is as covered. And so that's the difference, you know, because it goes all the way down to the little files of the air too, or the little um, supports of the air, you know, such as, you know, um, crickets, you know, they hop, right? You know, um, and then you have, you know, uh, like bees, you know, they actually, they actually um, fly, you know, they're covered, they have wings, you know, um, so it, it just goes on, but I'm just pointing out that there are distinctions that are there for a reason, you know, uh, verse 16, you know, tells us that Yahuwah shut him in. Hmm. So they go into the ark and Yahuwah shuts them in. And this is important because once Yahuwah shut them in, no one else could get in. Mm -hmm. You know, and so this speaks, you know, to those of us who are coming into covenant with Elohim. There's going to come a point when he's going to shut those that are in covenant mm -hmm. with him in. Mm -hmm. And when he does, no one else will be able to come into that covenant can you see that yeah. they won't be no one else will be able to come in and those that are in won't be able to go out right anybody with me yeah. yeah you know so that's an important point to to um to see you know let me have my next reader read genesis 7 um 17 and 18 please and the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bare up the earth and it was lift above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. Hallelujah. Okay, so now it speaks about the flood being 40 days upon the earth. You know, so first it tells us the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, right? So now it's telling us the flood was upon the earth. For 40 days, hmm. you know, what's missing? The 40 nights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. You know, and so, you know, this shows us that there's something flowing over the days, you know, so it's targeting the days, it's targeting Yah's people, mm -hmm. the children of the day. Mm -hmm. Amen? Because mm -hmm. we know that day equals what? Light. Light. Right. So it's targeting the children of the day or the children of the light. It's targeting, uh, targeting those of the light. You know, and says the waters increased and bear up the ark and it was lift above the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, and so uh, this word flood is mobile and it speaks to flowing. Mm -hmm. You know, and verse 18 says that the waters prevailed, you know, and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters. Whenever we see the face of something, we're to think what? The mind of something. And the ark went upon the mind of the waters. The mind of truth. Because mm. we know waters represent truth, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, just to show um, that, you know, the art 
actually speaks to the covenant. And it was the, called the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Testimony, which was the testimony of the covenant. You know, so um, uh, we have Genesis 6, 18, which says, but with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark. Mm -hmm. Thou and thy sons and thy wives and thy sons' wives with thee. You know, so I want you to understand when you see this covenant, I want you to, when you see this ark, I'm sorry, I want you to um, think covenant. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, so always remember that the ark speaks to Yah's covenant. Wherever you mm -hmm. see it in scripture, not just this ark. But the other art spoken of in scripture as well speaks to Yah's covenant and those within it um, uh, to those that covenant with him. You know, that said, we find that the ark or covenant walked upon the mind of truth or the minds of truths. You know, and so this is an important point because. The ark went upon the face of the waters. It went upon the mind of truth. So the minds that have truth had the ark upon it. The minds that had truth had the covenant of Elohim upon it. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, so this is a, this is a very detailed picture that Yah is actually painting here. You know, uh, now we find that the ark of the covenant um, went upon the face of the waters. This word went is halak, number 1980. Hmm. So it's literally saying hmm. that the Ark of the Covenant walked upon the mind of truth. Hmm. Hmm. You know, during, during the, uh, and so this is what happened during the first flood. Hmm. What do you think is going to be on the minds of Yah's people during the next flood? You know, so it walked upon the mind of truth. Remember that our faith is as a journey. Mm -hmm. And that journey is within. That journey is through here. Mm -hmm. Remember, the battlefield is also here. It's in the minds of the believers. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is where that covenant is. That covenant exists in the minds of the believers. Right. You know, and only those believers who have truth. And so this is why we're being shown that the ark or the covenant of Elohim walked upon the mind of those that had truth. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? And why wouldn't they have truth when Yah was raining it down? Mm -hmm. For 40 days, mm. he's raining it down. Mm. So that everyone who want to have truth can have truth. Now, yes, that truth has to combat those waters that's broken up from the deep. The falsehood, the lies. But nevertheless, it's there for any and everyone who wants it. Amen? Amen. You know, now I asked, I pose a question, you know, so we find that the Ark of the Covenant walked upon the mind of truth during the first flood. What do you think is going to be on the minds of y'all's people during the next flood? And do you know that there will be a next flood? Yes. You know, now Revelations 12 speaks of another flood. Yeah. You know, 12, 15 to be precise, it says, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman 
that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. Amen. You know, and so what is on the minds of these people that this flood is trying to carry away? You know, and we're told in, in scripture, uh, looking for the scripture, I know it's Revelation 12 something, um, says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I don't see it, but that's Revelation 12 something. <laughs> you know, but uh, they yes, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, which speaks yes. to the covenant of the lamb. So can you see the covenant? Mm. You know, it has to be in their ark. It has to be, you know, um, that is that is their ark. You know, they have to be, have, they have to have the blood of the lamb. They have to be covenanted with the lamb. You know, so they have to be in that, in that, in that ark, you know, and the word of their testimony, you know, they have to also be witnesses, bear witness to that covenant and to the lamb. Can you see that? You know, so this is what they have on their minds. They have the covenant of Elohim via the lamb and the words of their testimonies concerning their their covenant and concerning, you know, their belief in Yah. You know, and then we have uh, Revelation 12, 17, you know, it says, and the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahushua HaMashiach. Mm. You know, so this tells you, you know, what was on their mind. You know, they, they were keeping the commandments of Elohim. So that obviously was on their mind. And they had the testimony of Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Yeah. You know, so you see, it's no different than when the first flood came. Right? Not any different. Mm. Have to have the same things on our minds. Genesis 7, 19 and 20. My next reader, please. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the, the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Hallelujah. And so here it is. We see that all the high hills and all the mountains were covered. Now, I want you to know, like, this past tense, word covered, you know, um, isn't actually in the text. You know, so it could just as well read what covering, you know, and that's an, that's an important, important point, you know, to remember. You know, um, you'll see why in a second. So it speaks about the waters prevailed exceedingly. This word prevailed is kabar, number 1396. It means to be strong by implication to prevail from strength, right? From overpowering. Okay, so I want you to um, keep that in mind. So the waters prevailed, the waters 
or strong, exceedingly. And this word exceedingly is meho uh, or meo, number 3966, and it means vehemently, holy, or speedily. You know, um, it's from U, number 1181, meaning to rake together. So what we see here is a picture of these waters, you know, being strong, strongly and speedily raking together those upon the earth. Can you see that? Mm. You know, and that, that word earth is, um, I thought I had covered all those, but I, I'm pretty sure it's the rest, number 776. And all the high hills that were under the whole heaven, the high hills in the mountains, you know, speaks to the, the kingdoms uh, of the world. Mm. Okay. And, but I just want to point out the spiritual picture of the waters prevailing exceedingly, you know, these waters gathering the people strongly <clears throat> and quickly, breaking them together. Mm. You know, and it says for 15 cubits upwards did the waters prevail mm. and the mountains were covered. Mm. Now this word, this number 15, you know, speaks to something that we should fully contemplate. You mm. know, the number 10 speaks to something that's full or all or something, you know, and the number five to contemplation. So you put 10 and five together, you have to fully contemplate or full contemplation, mm. you know, and then cubits. Very interesting. This word cubis is a mom. It literally means a mother. Yes, it can also speak to a cubit as a term of, of uh, measurement, but the word literally means a mother. You know, and so if we view it as from its literal meaning, you know, then we begin to see another picture. You know, and it says upward uh where we get that upward from upward right here upward 15 cubits upward this word upward is mahal and it speaks and it speaks to it's number 4605 it means upward above you know and then uh covered where it speaks about that the mountains were covered or the high high hills um that were under the heaven were covered is kasar number 3680 which means to plump that is to fill up the hollows by implication to cover, you know, so it literally speaking of filling up the um, the hollows, filling something up. So what we have here first and foremost is a message to fully contemplate a mother up above. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. You know, because we have a 15 cubits, 15 meaning fully contemplate, you know, cubits a mother, you know, and then maha up above. So what we have here first and foremost is a message for us or uh, a directive for us to fully contemplate a mother up above. And then also strong prevailing waters because then it speaks of the waters prevailing, right? And then lastly, the mountains that cover, the mountains and hills that cover, you know. Uh, now, this statement here, if you, were to see it pre Yahshua would make absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, 
this state the statement is cemented here in early genesis but it would mean absolutely nothing to anyone that didn't have a brick kind of shop anyone who didn't have a new testament scriptures this would mean nothing because there's nothing in the old testament scriptures there's nothing there that speaks of a mother or prevailing waters or mountains you know that 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 cover you know and and you know especially together so for anyone who did not have or does not um have the brick kalasha it makes no sense but for those who do have brick kalasha who do have the new testament scriptures and have eyes to see it makes perfect sense for it speaks of a mother from above a flood or prevailing waters and mountains that cover and this is the very things that Revelation 12 speaks on towards. Wow. And so it would make no sense outside of the brick kind of shop. And this is why the old statement holds true. The Old Testament is the New Testament uh, concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Mm. You know, let us let the New Testament reveal what's behind these words. Mm -hmm. When we go to Revelations 12, one and two, it says, and a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and her and on her head, a crown of 12 stars. Mm -hmm. And being with child, she cried travailing in birth and was in pain to be delivered. Mm -hmm. Is this not a mother up above? I'm not making this stuff up. It's there. Yes. That is a mother up above, is it not? Yeah. You know, but let every matter be established out of the mouth of two to three witnesses. Mm -hmm. So we need another witness. Do we have one? Yeah. Yes, yes, we have. Galatians 4.26. Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. Hallelujah. Without the brick kalasha, this will make no sense. The Yahudim will never get this because they throw away the brick kalasha. Yes. You understand? It's one book. It's one book, yet it's all written by one author. Now, we have the mother up above. What about, what about the flood of prevailing waters? Hmm. You know, um, well, if we go to the next verse in, in Revelation 12, it says, then I witnessed, this is Revelation 12, 3, says, then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon hmm. with seven heads and 10 horns with seven crowns on his head. All right, so now we have we have a mother from up above, and we have this dragon, you know. Um, and now we jump to Revelations 12, 15. It says, and the serpent cast out his mouth, water as a flood after the woman that she might that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Mm -hmm. So we have a mother up above, and we have 
a flood or prevailing waters. Can you see that? Am I making this stuff up? It's there. It's there. You know, for anyone with eyes to see and ears to hear, it's there. It's been in scripture for thousands of years, but not many people get to see it. Mm -hmm. You know, I praise the most high L that he allows us to see these things. Mm -hmm. You know, so we do have a flood. We do have prevailing waters. You know, and remember prevailing means strong, mm-hmm. strong waters, you know, and what kind of waters come out of this dragon or this serpent's mouth? Wow. You know, um, well, to answer that, we first need to know a little more information about the dragon. Hmm. And it's, it's given to us in Revelation 12, 9. It says, the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So he deceives the whole world. How does he deceive the whole world? You know, let's go to Yochanan 844 because it has the answer for us. It says the devil. Um, He was a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth. There is no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of lies. So when he opened up his mouth, you can rest assured what's coming out are lies. So when it speaks about a flood spewing out of its mouth, we know it's the flood of lies. Amen. Strong waters, strong lies. That's overpowering people. Revelation 17 9. Because this dragon, it has seven heads. Revelation 17 9 teaches us a bit, uh, a little something. It says, And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains. Thought I forgot about the mountains. No. Seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Now you see the mountains that the water will eventually cover. The mountains that cover. See, the mountains that covers. I hope y'all with me. Hmm. Let us consider the mountains that covers. Enoch, we're going to go to the book of Enoch, chapter 21. It says, I proceeded to where things were chaotic. Hmm. And I saw something horrible. I saw neither a heaven above nor a firmly founded earth, but a place chaotic and horrible. And there I saw seven stars of heaven bound together in it, like great mountains and burning with fire. So now we just, we learn from Enoch that mountains are likened unto stars. Now we go to Revelation 1.20. Revelation 1.20 teaches us, it says, the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the, are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks, which thou sawest, are the seven churches. 
So hereby we learn that scripturally speaking, in the world of scripture, stars can speak to angels. So now we're starting to see something come together. We're starting to see that this the seven heads speaks to seven mountains, which speaks to seven stars, which speaks to seven angels. And we know that in the time of Noah, that there were fallen angels upon the earth that caused the earth to become so, so corrupt that it had to be destroyed. That's what happened in the beginning, and that's what's going to happen in the end. Amen. Amen. You know, so we also learn that uh, mountains can speak to kingdoms and nations via our scriptural canon. Yes. You know, we find this in Jeremiah 51, 24 to um, 25, as well as a few other places. But it says, I will render unto Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sight. Uh, say of Yahuwah, behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain. Can you see it's calling the nation a mountain? Yes. Say of Yahuwah, which destroy us all the earth, I will stretch out mine hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks. I will make thee a burning mountain. Yes. Can you see that? You see, so mountain speaks to kingdoms, it speaks to nations, it speaks to stars, it speaks to angels. Because those same angels that destroyed the earth the first time will be let loose to destroy the earth once again. Mm. Mm. We have to learn these things. We have to learn these things. You know, and yes, this, this is a discipleship course, you know, so that you'll be able to see these things, you know. But we also want to learn as we go along. Amen. You know, we want to learn that which speaks to us in the here and now. Because we may not get a second go around. Also consider Ezekiel 28, 14, to show that these mountains, these angels, they cover. You know, it says, you are the anointed cherub that covers, and I have set you um, so you were on the holy mountain of Elohim. So we see that these, that angels can actually cover, and they're known to cover. They want to cover. Some of them were made to cover. And so now it makes sense when you start talking about seven mountains that covers. You know, they're covering that which is not theirs to cover. Well, it is now after they converted. But I, I want you to see, I want you to see, you know, that this is what they do. And this is what this is what scripture is talking about. Yeah, it's talking about what's what you see face value, but there's a whole lot more in there. And scripture only spoke about what was faith at or what we take at face value, what is just presented on the surface, then it wouldn't be infinite. It wouldn't be infinite. There's no way. 
But when you begin to open up the containers, they're filled to the rim. All you have to do is have eyes to see and ears to hear. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 7, 21 through 24. And all the flesh died and moved upon the earth, both the fowl and the cattle and of the beast and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. All in all in whose nostrils was a breath of life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, and every man. And all in whose nostrils was a breath of life. And of that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which is upon the face of the ground. Both man, cattle, creeping thing, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. Wow. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, can can anyone see the contrast that's being presented here? Absolutely. The dead and the alive. Genesis 7:21 is all about the dead. And all flesh died that mm. moved upon the earth, both of the fowl and of the cattle and of the beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. You know, now in my opinion, this is where the verse should have ended. For this verse um, speaks to the world, the worldly or living dead. How many of you know that there are living dead amongst us? Yeah, we have real live zombies walking yeah. around all around us. Mm. There's many that's walking around, but they're dead as a doorknob. Mm. You know, this is why Yahshua uh, would tell the young man when he told him, you know, that, hey, I'm, I, when he asked him to follow him, he said, hey, I'll follow you. Just let me go uh, bury my uh, my father. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Mm. Now, he obviously wasn't talking about, you know, let those who are already in the grave come up and bury put another one in the grave. No, mm. he was talking about those walking dead. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. You know, so there are there are a living dead, and this is what it's referring to in Genesis 7 21, you know, uh, up to the point to where it speaks about creeping upon the erets, the earth, you know. Then it says, in every man, this word man is Adam. Now we know Adam speaks to the church. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I say that's where that that past that um, verse should end. And Genesis seven twenty two should have began with every man in all uh, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, because mm. we know it was the man who nostrils the breath of life was blown into. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And it speaks to the church. Take mm -hmm. note: it's not Ish; it's Adam. Mm. Number 120. Mm. See the distinction? Yes. It's there for a reason. And you can see that it's there for a reason. Yep. You know, and then it goes on. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground. Again, now this word ground is Adama. Again, speaking about the church. Mm. See the see the difference? See, it's not speaking about arrests. Now it's speaking about Adama, the church. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. The distinction is very clear. You know, if 
if you just look for it. It's there, you know. Um, and then it says, both man and cattle. But this word both is actually translated from, I believe this word is um, uh, number 4480 uh, is Nine. Um, it speaks to from or from out of something, you know. So it's speaking about, you know, um, it's not repeating itself. It's not saying every man and then turn around and say both man and cattle. No, it's saying and that which comes from man or that which comes out of the church, you know, and cattle, which speaks to those that are devoted and the creeping things, which speaks to the, the, the lust or desires of the church and the foul, you know, um, of, of heaven, you know, speaking to that which um, of the church that covers the others that they were destroyed from the, from the earth. You know, now it's talking about the church being destroyed from the earth, arrests. Now you see it goes back to 776. You see the difference? You know, it's, it should be clear that this is not happenstance. And Noah only remained alive. See how it's only, it's, all, it's only talking about that which had life. Talking about that which had life that died and that which had life that remained alive. And that was only Noah. And we know hmm. Noah speaks to the Sabbath keepers, those that rest. Hmm. Amen? Because that's what Noah means, rest. And it says, only he remained alive and they that were with him in the ark, in the covenant. Hmm. And the waters prevailed upon the earth. They were strong. They prevailed upon the arrests. The world at large, 150 days, hmm. you know, and uh, the hundred, uh, the hundred speak to, um, the hundred speaks to the children of promise or Yah's elect, you know, and um, the 50 speaks to the Rock Hakodesh. Hmm. You know, so we see that Yah's elect that has the Ruach HaKodesh. Hmm. You know, those are the ones, you know, that that will survive. Hmm. You know, and of course, they speak to life. You know, and so we see the children of promise, Yah's elect with the Ruach HaKodesh of light. Hmm. You know, so it's very clear when you look at what's behind the words. You know, it paints a beautiful picture. Hmm. You know, um, we're going to go on to Genesis 8, 1 through 5. It says, And Elohim remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. So remembering Noah, um, the Sabbath keepers, those that rest, and all the devoted that was with him in the covenant of Elohim. And Elohim made a wind to pass over the earth, a ruach, a spirit, you know, and the waters are saged. Mm -hmm. And the fountains also are the deep, you know, the falsehood, the mistruths, and the windows of heaven, the truth from on high were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained, and the waters returned from off the earth, arrests continually. And after the end of 150 days, the water were, uh, were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month in a time of holiness. Mm. On the 17th day, you know, 
um, 10 speaking to all or that which is full and seven holiness hmm. on the seventh month the time of holiness on the day of full holiness hmm. or complete holiness hmm. of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. Ararat speaks to the curse that is reversed or the curse reversed or the precipitation of of a curse you know and the waters decrease continually until the 10th month until it's full time you know in the 10th month on the first day of the month the full time of elohim you know um elohim represented by the number one you know where the tops of the mountains sing the kingdom of elohim sing that's all i have for you today. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.